Welcome to Him for Her Radio. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him Prison Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Shug Burry. If you say what you want to say, Into the table. I love this song. Sarah Borelli sings Brave, Let Your Words Fall Out. And that is what we're going to do today on Him for Her Radio Women's Hot Topics. Oh, ladies, you have asked for it. Today, I am so excited about our hot topic. It's all about misbehaviors. Yep, not your misbehaviors, but your kids' misbehaviors, or possibly yours, I'm not sure. But misbehaviors and the God-given gifts behind them. Oh my goodness, I get so excited thinking about this. You know, ladies, um, our guests today are Jim and Lynn Jackson. They're with, with Connected Families at connectedfamilies.org. Org, and I took this off their website because I just think it's so applicable. No matter what the ages of your kids, or even if you're a grandma, I'm a grandma wannabe, this is something that you guys can, can take from. On their website, it says, do you feel overwhelmed and dissatisfied with your parenting? Perhaps you even feel disconnected from your children. Ladies, you've got one shot one with your kids. And the longer you wait to reverse the trend, the harder it is to bridge the gap of disconnection. Again, we've got our guests, Jim and Lynn Jackson. Say hello. 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 She's laughing already. I am <laughs> laughing because us. I've known Jim a long time. You know, I've known him way back from our, you know, puberty years when I was back yeah, smoking right. cigs everywhere I could. You had a gift gone awry. I did. And I'm actually more interested in this topic about myself than I am anybody listening. So, but <laughs> But let me share a little bit about them before we get started. Uh, Jim and Lynn love making God's grace and truth practical for parents. Not only do they have three kids that help them, of course, uniquely prepare them to be parents, but they also have their careers and they have their experiences behind them. Go to their website. It's amazing. Connectedfamilies.org. You're just going to end up getting so filled with um, information on the best way to raise your kids. They've got blogs. They've got books. They've got workshops. They do one-on-one coaching. Get this. They've also been on Focus on the Family, Desiring God. By the way, Focus on the Family is on AM 980. I encourage you to listen. Desiring God and also numerous radio programs uh, like him for her radio here today and podcasts. Now, this is what I want you to know that they might not share with you. Personally, they are so adorable as a couple. Uh, we're Facebook friends, and, and they share good coffee and chocolate. Okay, that's a starter. You know what that leads to, ladies. And uh, cooking together. <laughs> okay, I'm going to try not to laugh my way through this thing. They have three grown kids. They've been married 32 years. Happy anniversary. You had an anniversary not too long ago. Yeah. Um, they're adorable. And Jim, get this, still calls Lynn 
His girlfriend. Blair, when I get home, I'm looking for that. His girlfriend. <laughs> so welcome to the show. I'm so thankful you're here. Mm, oh, good to be so here. Good. Yeah, so we fun love to it. be here with you. Okay, now I want to understand my own life, misbehaviors, yeah. and the God-given gifts behind them. So what is a gift that's gone awry? I mean, you're talking about gifts and misbehavior. Yeah. I mean, what does that mean, and what's the scripture behind it? Well, generally speaking, God built us all in his image. We're created fearfully and wonderfully made. Psalm 139. A little bit of an extrapolation of that. In Ephesians 2.10, we're told that we're God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do the good work God prepared in advance that we would do it. And uh, sometimes we lose sight of that because we've got sin in us Mm -hmm. uh, and we're born into it and it derails us time and time and time again. But it doesn't – just because there's sin in us doesn't mean the fact that we're created in God's image to do God's cool stuff has, has vacated the building. Because my child is misbehaving, or because my teenage daughter is smoking, you know. In, well, there in, were a few more things than that. But. Yeah, but of course. But so, I mean, think about our, you know, our lives as teenagers. We're off doing stuff. We're experimenting with who we are. We're trying to figure it out. We're using the talents and the skills God gave us to do it. And we don't always make good choices. We don't always make healthy choices. But if if I was to interview any parent, like, what, what are the skills it takes your child to misbehave? Yeah. They can name them. Well, I tell prisoners that, too. Those of you that are listening know I do prison ministry. And often I'll ask the women, do you have any job experience? Well, I haven't worked for 20 years. I'm a coke addict. I said, okay, you had to go out and work the streets. You had to, I mean, those are gifts. Mm-hmm. Right. And skills. the ones who, who, who get away with it the longest mm-hmm. have a certain cleverness and a certain ability to plan and cover their tracks. And those are God-given gifts mm-hmm. gone awry. And mm-hmm. so... This is why we're talking about it, because we want to nip that puppy in the bud when they're young yeah. and work with the Lord on <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, get perfect kids. That's, that's what Lynn and I do. Is we you know, one you woman perfect. asked me, sure. she said, how many kids should I have, Shug? She was we're looking for some advice, and she was dead serious. And I said, as many as possible, because some of them don't turn out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All joking aside. Yeah. Right, right. Well, and the truth is, uh, you know, how did how did God's first two kids do? You know, yeah. I mean, the, the, we're, 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 we free our kids to make their choices, and they make them. And the best that we can do is, A, be aware of our own gifts gone awry, the sin that compels us as parents to sometimes take charge of stuff we ought not take charge of. And then we use our gift of, of you know, as it relates to our kids, our gift of size or our gift of, of loudness of voice or our gift of... Um, more refined logic or more refined ability to present our sinful behavior to our kids to get our way. Well, and we really helped us to figure out each of our gifts as parents and how that came around. That came out. So um, for me, I was the the detailed person. I could, you know, focus and follow through and come up with, you know, systems and schedules and all those things to help the kids be more organized. And then I would come home from work. No, just let me finish. (laughs) But I could also be the nag, the the sort of the negative dripping. Oh, you didn't finish. You did. You got the dishes in, but you didn't wipe the counter. Oh my, you know. So so I could get into negative myself. Whereas Jim, he was the passionate, passionate, expressive, fun-loving kind of guy until that gift came out awry in... I'm not sure what you're getting at. You're pointing being, at me like I'm supposed to know what you're saying. You know, they're say married. That, so. Don't they just telepathically <laughs> tell each other what to say? I'm, I'm just not being a mind. little snippy in your expressiveness. Well, uh, oh, certainly. So, so I, I think fast. I think on my feet. I'm expressive. And when that fast-thinking expressiveness comes out untempered, um, my gift 
given by God, gone awry because of the sin in me, gets controlling, gets demanding, gets scary, and all those things towards my kids that I prefer not to be, but I'm just not thoughtful of at the time because they're not doing what I want them to be doing. So the first point is to recognize your own gifts, gone awry perhaps, Mm -hmm. and then what? Yeah. Then you can begin to, to work on them. Embrace the fact that it's a gift. It actually helped me a lot to go, I bring something really special to this family in the terms of mm-hmm. organization. And that sort of lifted some of the shame that I would frequently be stuck in. And then it was easier for me to just be straightforward with that with my kids. So there was one time that I said, guys, you know what? I recognize I am prone to nagging and micromanaging. So when that happens... Try to avoid saying, Mom, get off my back. (laughs) Instead, you can say, Mom, I'm feeling a little micromanaged right now. (laughs) So um, I appreciate your gift, but I'd like you to use it differently. So (laughs) we taught our kids to respond that way. To say it calmly. To say it Mm -hmm. calmly. Mm -hmm. So it empowered them. It helped us grow. And it just, it made everything so much less negative and oppressive and just like we're working on growing and paying attention to the Lord's promptings when we get off track. And it gave us the ability to laugh at Mm -hmm. ourselves for thinking, you know, we tend as humans to think it's all or nothing. I'm all right or I'm all wrong. So I'm a great parent one day and I'm a horrible parent the next. Or one minute the the next. (laughs) Right. And the truth is, you know, most of the time, all of the time, in fact, we're between the two extremes that we project for ourselves. None of us is a perfect parent. And none of us is a horrible, total failure as a parent. We're all in between somewhere. And it just gave us an ability to kind of let God's grace activate in the middle of that so that, you know, my gift gone awry would would spew on my kids and their gift gone awry. I mean, I remember very clearly a day that our oldest, uh, we were trying to teach him to be a little less dominant and a little less caring for his siblings, but he was always a, a champion for the underdog. Mm-hmm. So whoever was the underdog in his perception w- would um, he would get the defense and whoever was not the underdog would get bonked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. and so uh, our inclination would be to come in and say that is not okay. You can't do that. Go to your room and don't come out until you can say you're sorry. And we totally missed the fact that he was doing a compassionate thing to protect the underdog. Mm-hmm. When we learned to say, "Hey, hey, hey." Um, it's really cool that you want to protect the underdog, but the way that you protected the underdog made another underdog. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it it was hurtful. So, Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, we realized over time that he had a strong sense of justice mm -hmm. that um, came out first as what's fair for me, then second as I'm going to bonk the underdog, but third about a true sense of compassion and justice for hurting people. Ladies, if you're just listening, this is Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. Now, guys, if you're listening, it's okay, too, because you're definitely going to learn something here today. Our hot topic today is misbehaviors and the God-given gifts behind them. We're with Mr. Jim and Mrs. Lynn Jackson from ConnectedFamilies.org. I encourage you to go to their website. They've got books. I tell you, they are just a wealth of not only experience, but information. And I'm learning a ton here today. You just got done talking about the gifts. Now, um, if someone is misbehaving, you look and identify, and you've given us great examples of ways to look at their gifts. I just did a message on spiritual gifts. Mm -hmm. Now, spiritual gifting, like you were just talking about the leadership and some of those kind of things, organization, maybe you've got the gift of administration. Um, You know, that's what, do they kind of go hand in hand? Are you talking about spiritual gifts in their life? Are you just talking about the way they're wired? Well, they certainly go, um, they're in harmony. Um, So like, for example, 
um, one of my spiritual gifts would be kind of the administration, the organization piece. But then I can get locked on and rigid in that as well. Mm -hmm. So there's a big difference, ladies, if you're listening, between the way that you're naturally designed and then spiritual gifts. Now, spiritual gifts do two things. They glorify God and they help other people. And you don't get a spiritual gift until you've asked Christ into your life and the Holy Spirit brings that. So if you're not familiar with it, go to our show where I talk about God, why did you make me this way? And you'll get more information on spiritual gifts. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what are some of the common uh, understandings of these gifts. And where do we go once we start to see that they're, they're misbehaving, you recognize them as a gift? What do we do next? Well, one of the most common ones that we hear is is whining. I, I got to get that kid to stop whining. And we'll ask the parent, well, w- w- um, what does it take to be an effective, uh, you know, effective at whining? And they're like, what? What are you talking about? I just want to, I want the whining to stop. Well, it takes a certain set of skills to be effective when you whine. What are they? And I, I invite you to think about that with me right now, Shug. Like, w- when you think about whining... Well, my first thing I was thinking of was my husband. Not- <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't whine. But he told a friend of ours, I'm going to build a wine room. And I'm like, what? And he goes, so she can whine in there anytime she wants. All right, Blair. So, Blair, well, Blair, if, I was, if Blair was in the room right now, I would say, so, Blair, what is, what is the gift that Shug has that makes her good at whining? Oh, my gosh. I can think of one for that. Okay, run. Run with it. Lynn. Perseverance. That woman stops at nothing. Perseverance, courage. You know what you want. Yeah. You're uh, expressive. Y- you read people so you know where the whining is getting you what you're looking for versus Listeners, when it's not. I don't really whine. I just use that to, to I get know. myself comfortable. I know. I know. But <laughs> we know. It's just, it's all hypothetical. Yeah. Because, right, you know, right. the last gift um, that we talk about, the fruit of the spirit, is self-control. I got it in aces. No problem. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's the thing, is that uh, we're all works of progress. But, but you know, when we talk with parents about this, this issue of whining, um, we just invite them to consider what is, what could you, without letting your child get what they want because they're whining, because we don't think that's a good idea at all, um, what, what is something you could point out about what's good about that gift? Wow, you really know what you want, don't you? Mm. It's good that you know what you want. Now, let's talk about what you're doing in order to get it and why that's not going to get you what you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so that's just a very practical way to think about that. If a child lies, you can run down the same the same s- sort of way of thinking. Wow, it, it, it took a lot of courage, maybe, or maybe it took a good memory, or maybe, maybe uh, it, it, it took a, a knowledge of right from wrong. And, and some creativity. And some right. creativity to say, to, to say that story. And uh, I think God could use those gifts in you at some point. But there's a sin in place that's causing you to use that gift in a way that's dishonoring to God and to others. And and I want to help you learn to honor God with that gift. Mm -hmm. And trust is an important value. So we're going to just put some privileges on hold till we figure out how to really reconnect and and feel like we have a trust-filled relationship going again. You sound so calm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's hard, but it's it's. I mean, we we we. In fact, on the way in here today, we got a a, a text from two moms who happen to be together who have followed our ministry and know about us, and they were at at uh, actually at my alma mater. I'll give a shout out to the University of Northwestern at St. Paul. And for some reason, I got this text, and both of them tell story upon story of how they've learned 
to push away that impulse to just yell and make things right right away and mm-hmm. to punish the problem and to back away and wonder even prayerfully, God, what's the gift? What did you build in them? Take a breath. How can I call it out here even before I deal with the misbehaving part? And then the wisdom that comes as the parent takes that new posture. And ladies, if you're listening, you struggle with that part. God tells you not to worry, not to fear. And and if you're not turning to the Lord, you're going to be missing out on that power that the Holy Spirit gives mm-hmm. you to be the best parent you can be. In Isaiah, it says, for the Lord, your God will hold your right hand. Isn't that nice to know, ladies, that no matter where you are, no matter what's happening, the Lord will hold your right hand. And you know what he's going to say to you? He's going to say, fear not. I will help you. The Holy Spirit will help you. The only way you get the Holy Spirit is by inviting Christ into your life. If you've got a gift of a child, you have been privileged with that by God. For God knew that child even before he was born, he or she was born, knows every hair on that child's head, and he entrusted you with this baby. And so now I'm asking that you would lean into the Lord, trust in him, Go to connectedfamilies.org and allow God to make you the best parent you can possibly be. I just love that refinement. I love the um, calmness that both of you bring. Um, What else would you like to add for our listeners? Well, I think there's lots of ways that this can really be a transforming perspective Um, because when we see our child as predominantly defined, especially if they, I mean, if they know the Lord, if we see them defined as you are God's workmanship, and that doesn't disappear when you're struggling, then I can figure out that there's got to be some good things in here that I can call out that I might even be able to use to help solve this problem. So again, we tend to use Daniel examples because he was our most challenging child, but he could slice and dice somebody with his words. He was so quick tongued, so sharp, could be sarcastic, could be demeaning. Um, but when when he went to that place, we, we would say, Daniel, you are really quick with your tongue, sharp with your words. Um, but that And that's a gift that God meant to use for good purposes. So yeah, when you calm down, then let's think about a way that you can use that creative language to solve the problem that you've created in your relationship with your sibling. And we would help him to calm down and think clearly. And then he would use creative words to solve that problem and to repair the damage done. And we found a, a note uh, He was in his early teens, I think, that he had written five kind and true statements to his brother on a note after they had had an altercation just to make sure that he used those words to repair the damage Mm -hmm. that he had done. He was practicing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a key key to all of this as we think about it is that – um, you, you know, parents, when their kids misuse their gift, when the gift comes out, gone awry, twisted by sin, the parents tend to, you know, do timeouts or punishments of various kinds or consequences. And, and our thought is, is that the goal isn't to just have a child experience pain in order to motivate them to do something right later. It's it's to position them and keep them accountable to make right what they've made wrong, even using the gift that had come out gone awry. So that's an example in Daniel's case of of where you used your words to hurt. We're going to invite you to use your words to restore. Mm-hmm. You use your hands to hurt. We'll invite you to use your hands to restore. As part of the consequence uh, that you put in place for your kids with the value, um, again, not of experiencing some 
painful behavior management tool, but with the, with the goal of restoring relationship, restoring and reconciling, which is at the heart of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I think about my own life when you mention that. Um, you know, if you're just tuning in, this is Sugbury, him for her radio, women's hot topics. We're talking about misbehaviors and the God-given gifts behind them. I'm with Jim and Lynn Jackson with Connected Families. And so... Um, I, I understand this. I get it. I was such a rebellious child. I mean, ask my parents. There was not a gray hair on their head that I did not give to them. <laughs> <laughs> and it says in Isaiah 46, 4, even to your old age, I am he. And even to your gray hairs, I will carry you. Mm. I have made and I will bear. Even I will carry and deliver you. I love that about the gray hair in scripture. Uh-huh. Uh, but what, I, what I'm trying to say is I was so rebellious. I came up with the most creative ways of getting out of school and getting out of class and skipping this and skipping that. And where can I get this? And now I'm watching how God's using it. Thank God I get to walk in the front door yeah. of a prison instead of the back door. Right. But mm-hmm. I'm just thankful how God didn't waste that past of mine and turned it around and now uses it for good. Can you give me a couple of success stories from the people who have worked with you guys, and they've had kids that had misbehaviors, but they discovered their gifts? Boy, we've certainly had coaching parents that have seen kids that were very sensitive, that like uh, could fall apart at a moment or just be very passionate in their meltdowns. And when when I talk to parents, I'll say, do those does that child have a particular compassion for hurting people as well and it's like they get this curiosity and like oh yeah and then they realize that those sense that sensitivity and those big emotions um really are across the board and when they see that this child has a sensitivity for others then they begin to um to nurture that and to mm-hmm. value it and to give the child um, opportunities to do that. And I, yeah. I'm, I'm, a very specific example of that is a little guy named Andrew who whose parents we engaged with when he was, what, five or six years old. And he was, he was one of these kids that couldn't sit still and was always into stuff and was banging things and would, would hit things. And then as oh, he started yeah. to express his feelings <laughs> by using that, inclination, uh, twisted by his sin, um, he would start to hit cars with baseball bats and walls with hammers and start to break things. And his parents would would put consequence upon consequence. And uh, and they came to us and they're like, what do we do? It's like, well, what does it take for him to I mean, not every child is wired like this. What's he good at? What's he wired to do? Well, he's wired to hit stuff. (laughs) He was banging on everything. You know, and it's it's, it's so obvious when we tell it in this context. But well, what could he hit that would be good to hit? Baseball? No, he doesn't like sports. You're not talking about Mr. Mauer, are you? (laughs) Well, that could have been that could have been uh, one of those uh, examples. But this particular child loved music. And so they bought him a drum set. And long story short, he started hitting his drum. So when you feel that way, go hit your drums. I love it. And mm-hmm. and they put a drum set in the basement, and they they were willing to bear the noise and the distraction of that from time to time. I was going to say, did they buy some earplugs to yeah, help probably. through that and, stage? And, and, and his dad's a musician as well, and pretty soon son is playing drums with dad, and pretty soon son is playing drums for hire in a worship band, and then another worship band, and then and then and then. You know, today he's a Jesus follower who mm. who um, loves to hit the drums in order to worship Christ, uh, and who's 
on a direction in his life that's really productive and positive when for years it just seemed like all of this was derailing him. Yeah, I have learned so much in this short amount of time with you two. I just thank you so much. I mean, my marriage is not only going to be better, but I I just think if I'm a grandma, it's going to be better. Also, as well as I just love my kids and I'm so thankful that they came out fairly okay with me (laughs) as their parent. So um, I am on with Jim and Lynn Jackson from Connected Families. Would you guys come back again sometime? That would be fun. We'd love it. I so enjoyed you too, and it's so fun to serve with you, Jim, after all these years of knowing you. it's really great. And um, I know that the listeners out there are really appreciated um, uh, of your time. And it's Connected Families, ladies. Would you please go to their website um, and and look it up, connectedfamilies.org. They do all sorts of things. They've got DVDs. They've got books. They've got uh, media on there. They've got... Uh, also coaching that they're going to walk with you in. And we didn't even begin to touch some of the foundational things that they have in their ministry. Would you please pray for them as you think of it? And if you want to donate to him for her prison ministries, I would greatly appreciate it. Um, You go to himprisonministries.org. Bless us so we can bring more programs like this to you and reach out to the darkest prisons of the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Would you say yes to Jesus today and watch how your parenting will completely turn around? This is Shug Burry, over and out, till next time.